Hey, Aaron. Hi, Matt. Take two. Take two. We're on this now. Can you hear us both? Hopefully. I can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Then it's time for the Soybean Pest Podcast with Matt and Aaron. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. And it's October 20th, 2017. This is season eight, episode 14. We're calling the season eight still, right? Yeah. All the way till the end of the year? At least. Heck we usually yeah. change with like the next growing season is how we've been doing it. Yeah. So okay. it's been the spring we switch over. Yeah. So we're still on season eight, and we have a, I think, can we call this a very special podcast? Sure. So um, not so much in the world of pests. What? Not There's other things to talk about? Close to soybeans. Okay. This is where we're going to do uh, uh, probably uh, a spinoff series. I think you had a teaser last time. Yeah. As I remember. You, talk, so, you dropped a, the ball a little. Oh. Not do- you dropped a hint. Yeah, what did I say? You said we're going to talk about insect coffins. Insect coffins. Yes, we are. Did I ask you this question? Probably not. Who? Uh, this will be our fun insect trivia for today. Okay. What? Who or what goes into a honeybee-shaped coffin? Bees. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So I met, and this is the topic of today's uh, special edition podcast, I got to meet with Eric Anang. Yeah, I think I pronounced that right. Or maybe an Eric Anang. Um, A-N-A-N-G. Eric is uh, from Ghana in West Africa. And his family are members of the Ga tribe or ethnic group. And the Ga people have a tradition that was started in part by his family, by his great-grandfather, of building uh, what people have called fantasy coffins. These are coffins in really unique shapes. And the shapes are designed to reflect something about that person and their life and personality. And Eric is at the University of Iowa currently uh, as an uh, artist in residence at the uh, art program there. And on display are uh, about a half dozen uh, of his fantasy coffins in the Black Box Theater at the Iowa Memorial Union. It's an art museum attached to the me- Memorial Union if ever you go to University of Iowa. You ever been to the University of Iowa, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah? Pretty campus. It's nice. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it's nice. It's a, um, it has a uh, remark. city feel. Ours is more like a campus feel. Like It's hard for me to know so much when I'm on campus. I feel like I could just be walking down like a busy street. Yeah. Like I know like because of the quad, Curtis, Beardshire, like those classic areas at, in Ames, I'm on campus. I don't always feel that way when I'm at the University of Iowa. Yeah. I, I it could, feels like buildings. I could see that because um, it, uh, it is a bigger town and they've it's got... Spread out. The campus itself is more spread. Ours yeah. is like pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, the river there kind of separates the campus and also it's yeah. it's big it's yeah. bigger than us yeah. um and there but to be fair you know it's what not a contest. I don't, well it, it's not a contest but i think i'm being completely objective when i say our unions better our student unions better theirs is more kind of business officey mm-hmm. ours has this like really nice kind of lived in feel hey but this is not a podcast about student unions on land-grant universities this is about uh well insect coffins and i got a visit uh yesterday 
to go see Eric and his display and the, the different coffins. And um, I got to talk to him about why he elected to use um, insects as a theme for his coffins. Um, and it started with a, a phone call that I got um, from a, um, an art curator there, Corey Grundluck. Grundlack? I hope I'm pronouncing Corey's last name correctly. He curates the African and Asian collection there. And Corey had invited Eric to be an artist in residence. And in talking to Eric about um, what he would produce as part of the coffins that he would make in Iowa, uh, Eric said, you know, one of the things he's been thinking about is making a coffin in the shape of a lightning bug. And the reason that he picked a lightning bug was because he had just come back from Ghana. He lives in uh, the United States, and he travels back and forth quite a bit. But he had just come back, and he had noticed that there were no lightning bugs in his uh, hometown. And that was part of his childhood, was seeing lightning bugs. And he described what I think many Midwesterners do, kids, you know, collecting lightning bugs, putting them in a jar, you know, kind of shaking them, seeing them light up. And he said he, he couldn't see any flying around he didn't say and it was uh, kind of disturbing to him and he and he matched it with the large-scale expansion of sort of urban homes urban uh, neighborhoods that have torn up a lot of grassy areas where he would go out and collect these lightning bugs and Corey asked me he's like well is anybody doing research uh, any entomologist focusing research on lightning bug conservation and interested in Africa. And I know, I, I, you know, for our listening audience, Aaron's eyes went up. It's like, yeah, that's not a big topic for us here because in central Iowa and I think throughout the Midwest, lightning bugs are really common. You know, they're, they're not hard to come by in the midsummer. But in urban areas, um, like what Eric was experiencing in West Africa, yeah, harder to see these things. And I think what Eric is experiencing is what ecologists talk about as the sixth wave of extinction in that overall across the globe we're faced with a remarkable drop in the abundance and diversity of a lot of living things and that the anticipation is that with that drop in abundance and the loss of natural habitat we're going to start to see a lot of extinctions if we haven't already and this is going to rival the historical extinction events that have occurred in in history, in the history of the planet. Kind of a bummer, right? It's a big bummer. Yeah, and coming from a guy who builds coffins, yeah. Morbid topic. Yeah, yeah, but um, but one of the conversations I got into Eric with was, so, you know, I don't do lightning bug research. Like I said, it's not something that would really resonate with people here because we see a lot of lightning bugs. But there is this concern for the decline of pollinators, especially bees. And that's something that you and I and others here on campus are concerned about and are working on. And Eric's like, oh, well, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Well, smash cut to me showing up to his exhibit yesterday, and there it was. It was a bee-shaped coffin. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll send you some pictures. Maybe we could post them sure. on the, the text uh, or on the text box. And it's, it's amazing um, to see a bee that size and he talked about the structural problems with building these coffins such that they represent the thing you know you want the audience to see but still are a functioning coffin because they have to 
take a step back here. The funeral services in West Africa, the, 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 it's an event. It's a four, three to four day event where they carry the coffin with the person through town to the, their place of final rest. And he's like, yeah, these, these coffins, they have to look nice and they have to be sturdy and make it the whole way. Yeah. 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 And he's like, they, you know, he gets people who ask for things and, and he has to work through them to make sure that, you know, it'll look good and, 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 and fulfill their requirements, but still, you know, be structurally sound. And he said he had some technical difficulties with putting the, the body of the casket from the thorax all the way to the abdomen mm-hmm. and still hold, you know, hold it all together. And eventually had to modify it because it, it wasn't working given all the other attributes like the wings and the head and, and feet. And, um, and when you see the picture, I mean, he's, he's holding true to the morphology of a honeybee. When you see it, it's clear that, well, I shouldn't say it's a, clear to a honeybee, but it is clear it's a bee. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but anyway, uh, it, that was an interesting conversation just hearing about how he, um, he, he got to build it, you know, and the, the difficulties of that. And he's using his traditional tools, which don't involve a lot of power tools. He was showing us how you know, everything is hand uh, or um, uh, nailed, hand nailed in because they don't have electricity. They don't have those you know, pneumatic nail guns. Mm-hmm. They don't have screws. Mm-hmm. They have to use really simple nails. And these things are uneven. Um, and you know, I have a hard enough time just putting a nail into a flat board. He's got this warped structure and he's putting the nails in and leaving them you know, flat and not damaging the surface. Um, dude's a craftsman. It's pretty amazing. But again, so wait, you never answered the question. I, Are you getting there? I am. Okay. And the question is people who go, what goes into a honeybee shaped coffin. And I asked him, I was like, well, well, who's this for? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, um, you know, I think maybe beekeepers because, you know, as bees are in decline, it'd be harder for beekeepers. And, and I said, well, that's really interesting, Eric, because I mean, I, there's no argument there. You know, beekeepers are finding it harder to keep bees. And overwintering losses are really high at times, like 60-some percent has been documented for Iowa. So it is harder to keep bees. And, and from year to year, there, there can be a lot of loss. But the numbers show that we're increasing the number of beekeepers over the last decade. I was uh, in touch with the Iowa Department of Agriculture and asked them for some summary statistics on the number of beekeepers in Iowa that are registering their hives. Now, this isn't... This isn't the actual number of beekeepers. It's just an estimate. And it's an estimate of those beekeepers that are registering their hives on their, uh, on their website and now through the um, Driftwatch. Yep. And what has happened since the data were starting to be kept is that from 2008 to now, we've doubled the number of beekeepers that are registering their hives in Iowa. And I, I think that's probably indicative of we're increasing the number of people beekeeping. And I've, I've heard this from other people that there are a lot more hobby and sideline beekeepers now in the United States yeah. than there were a decade or so ago. Does that make sense to you? I mean, is that, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Not necessarily more bees, but more beekeepers. Yeah. Well, and with more beekeepers, there's the opportunity for there to be more honeybees, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, you know... In, Going back to Eric's question, or, or my question to Eric is, what do you put in a honeybee-shaped coffin? Would it be beekeepers? Well, beekeepers aren't going extinct. If anything, they're increasing. And honeybees, 
highly, highly unlikely that honeybees are going to go extinct. They're they're part of this symbiotic relationship they, you know, with humans. We, we we basically domesticated the honeybee. And as long as there's humans, there's likely always going to be honeybees because of that symbiotic relationship. But in terms of wild bees, of which there are estimated some 4,000 species in North America alone, um, that's not guaranteed. And Eric's eyes kind of lit up and he goes, really? And, I, and that that's when he came back to his lightning bug story. He's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking about with building a lightning bug coffin. He said, I'm not building it for me. And I'm building it for this loss of these critters. He didn't use the word critters, but, you know, these insects that I used to see that I used to cherish as a child. And then he goes, did you see that report on CNN? And I was like, yeah, I knew exactly what he was talking about. Uh, This just came out in um, Plus One. An article from some scientists in Germany have reported a 75% reduction in the amount of insects that they're finding in Germany. They did a survey and they compared it to some historical records. And the amount of just insects flying around present in the environment has yeah. declined by 75%. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And, it's, and, and, and likely there are multiple reasons all happening at the same time. But it's interesting to me that not only are scientists seeing this, but so too are artists. And these artists, like Eric, are starting to reflect it in their work. And it's sobering. But it's also kind of beautiful. Uh, hopefully, when you see the picture of the the when, it, when or the listener uh, sees the picture, they can see. Yeah, there there was a lot of care, craftsmanship that went into building that honeybee shaped coffin. Don't know yet what the lightning bug coffin looks like. He's still building that, and and he was showing me some of the models, and it it's going to be impressive. The the detail, and he's got. Uh, I think he's got as a goal to show that with the wings extended with the elytra uh, uh, lifted. I was like, Eric, that's really challenging. He's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, he's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, he's going to try. So what's the answer? Uh, I feel like you didn't satisfy me with your response. You're not satisfied. What I don't want to put in a, in a coffin that's shaped like a honeybee. Well, um, so Eric and I were talking and he's like, yeah, so what, what bees are going extinct? And I said, well, I, I can't, I don't, I don't know, but I know that we have listed recently the rusty patch bumblebee as endangered. So you're going to put that in the coffin? But here's what I told him. I said, you know, I, I don't think we need to bury that just yet. I think you, you're doing us a service by bringing us to our attention, to our in, uh, attention about the risk for extinction. And, and, vis- and basically that coffin is not... It's and this is why I think it's in an art museum. It's no longer a a coffin for something. It's a coffin for an idea, for a process of extinction, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's something that we're aware of, but we don't actually use. And I started to talk to him about the strips project and how we've shown um, through the strips project that if you incorporate a little bit of prairie, a little bit of natural uh, native perennial habitat back in the landscape you can have in huge impact and one of the impacts is an increase in the abundance and diversity of pollinators and our research uh, with multiple people here has shown that and, 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 and it's continuing to go on that research Mary Harris, Amy Toth and others are exploring how that native bee community is responding positively to that little bit of uh, addition and and Eric's eyes kind of lit up. He's like, well, you know, that's, that's a good story. I mean, that's, that's a happy story. I said, it's no guarantee, right? 
that this is going to happen. But anyway, so I'm going to talk so more about his, this. He's eventually going to have an exhibit. You think? The exhibit's going on. Oh, it's it's going at on. the Black Box Theater in Iowa Memorial Union from September 16th to December 10th um, at the um, at campus of the University of Iowa. Okay. This coming Thursday, October 26th at 7.30 p.m., I'm going to talk in room 116, the Art Building West on the campus of the University of Iowa, and I'll be talking about um, conservation is beautiful, the art of saving insects, and I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, how artists use insects in general in art and some of the challenges to doing that, and talk about Eric's coffins, and try to answer that question in more detail about what or who should go into a b-shaped coffin and why it might be premature to be putting that b-shaped coffin in the ground just yet okay how's that yeah i would please please send the pictures and i'll post them on our website yeah that'll be great thanks thanks for letting me ramble and on it was uh really different but really cool yeah and uh if people want to uh, go to the lecture know that that's free and open to the public and okay. i hope to see our listener there. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Yep, thanks. Talk Bye. to you. Later.